Row Along, a friendly voice in your ear to motivate, coach and entertain you through each indoor rowing workout as we row along together. I set the stroke rate and the training pace based on your current 2,000 metre time. Just set your monitor to just row and start and stop when I tell you. For more info and to check out the YouTube videos, go to rowalong.com. Hi there and welcome to another workout for you to row along to. I row a workout on this machine, you row the identical workout on your machine and we row along, hence the name. Now this is the introduction to the 1k plan, okay? This is about trying to get your 1k time fast. Now kind of counterintuitively what that means is that today's row is going to be a long slow row for 30 minutes at 18 strokes a minute. Now why are we rowing slow if ultimately we want to go fast? Well, I'll explain in today's main session, along with a few points about the plan and for the more astute viewers, why I'm wearing shoes, which I don't often do when I'm rowing. All right, so we have to get into a four minute warm up first before we can do anything. So before we can even do that, we have to set up our machine. How will we ever get started? On a concept two, that means heading to the drag factor and setting that where you want it to be. If you don't know about drag factor, I do have a video on here on this channel which talks to you about drag factor, what it is, where you might want to set it. If you don't really want to watch that, you don't have time, just set it somewhere between four and five, all right? Too low isn't an issue, too high is where things start to get squiffy. All right. If you're not on a concept two, just set the resistance so you get a nice feel from the stroke, but you don't have to like heave and pull against it to try and get the thing moving. Next up, if you can, set your monitor to eye height so you don't have to look up, you don't have to look down. And finally, set those foot stretchers so that as you come forwards to the front of the stroke, you can get your shins vertically comfortably, okay? If you are set too high, it might be a little bit of a struggle to get there. If you're set too low, you might find that you go scooting straight past and that can cause power leaks and things, all right? Do note that as I'm in shoes, I now have, I've set to just one hole showing. When I row in socks, I'm set to three holes showing. So what you have in your feet, if it changes, please do have a little check, see where you're setting your foot plates, okay? A good guide is to get the straps to come across the bottom lace in your shoe, all right? So, let's get into this four minute warm up. I've been talking for way too long. You're like, would you shut up and row? So here we go, I'm gonna shut up and row. 20 strokes a minute-ish for this warm up. Just start with enough of a push from your feet that you can just feel that power coming through into your arms, but you're not going too hard. Okay, in three, two, one, let's go. Like really, it's just like doing a, well it's like standing up, that kind of amount of a push for the time being. Because all I want you to think about is that you push with your feet. At the same time, the handle connects to your machine. Okay, so what I mean is that as you push with your feet, if you have concept two like I have, the chain catches with the flywheel and makes it move. Or if you have a magnetic machine, it makes it whir or whatever. But the important part is that you push with the feet at the same time, your hands connect because the power in rowing comes from your legs. I know, for quite a few people who think that it's all about a big, hard, strong pull. If your arms come into play, don't worry. I'm not saying you don't use your arms, but you get more power pushing pushing with your legs and getting that 
power efficiently into the machine than you will from just heaving against the handle, okay? And when it comes to a 1K time trial and you're putting everything into that row, you want to make sure you're using all your muscles, not just your arms, to go fast. Okay, so in five strokes time, we're gonna take one foot out of the straps and put it on the floor. Two more. One more. Okay, thumbs, toes, and then continue rowing. <laughs> what I mean by that is if you hold your thumb and kind of push outwards on the buckle of the strap and then flick your toe up, that's enough force to loosen the strap really quickly instead of trying to feed it through. One more. Okay, so thumbs, toes, then I get you out. Oh, put the other foot back in. <laughs> I'm too busy showing off with my thumbs and toes. So this single leg stuff is really just about letting you focus on one leg at a time. It helps to open up the back and the hips a little bit as well. Gets the angles right into the front of the machine. One more, and then put both feet in. You don't have to worry about straps. And then legs straight, roll with your back and arms. So you swing over your back, pull in your arms. You shouldn't really be creating enough momentum here that you're gonna fall off the back of the machine. Okay, just swing over your back, pull in your arms, out with your arms, swing over your back. Right, strap yourself properly, pull, pull, into the front with arms straight, forward tilt, and just push out. So really, if you've never seen this before, look at how I am leaning in towards the front of the machine with straight arms and trying to hold that for as long as I can as I push with my legs. That's so important that the leg drive at least starts in this forward tilt, arms straight. Okay, one more. If you video yourself and you see you're rowing like this, chin coming up, back swings before your legs connect, I really want you to spend a lot more time with that very last 30 seconds about holding that forward lean and straight arms and pushing. Loading up your back with that power is really important for all rowing, but especially when it comes to the 1K and you're really trying to power into the machine, that's very important. Right, this is all stuff I'm gonna to talk to you about in the main session, so for the time being, have a quick drink and I will explain quickly what it is we're doing today. Okay then, so today's row is going to be 30 minutes long and we're gonna do the entire thing at 18 strokes per minute, which is a very low rate. Now your pace, I want you to do this if you have a 2K training pace at round about 20 seconds slower than your 2K average 500 meter time, okay? If you don't know what that means, please read the description to this video where it's all explained, okay? If you don't have a 2K training pace, then I want you to just think about this being round about five out of 10 
effort, okay? Where one out of 10 is you sitting on the couch eating a bag of chips. Uh, two out of 10 is when you stand up to get more chips. Three out of 10 is if you have to go upstairs to get them. And four out of 10 is if you're kind of walking up like a long hill for a while. So five out of 10 means you're putting in effort, okay? You are working, you are gonna find you're gonna get out of breath and uh, you're gonna just feel that, okay, things are, are working here, but you'll be able to hold a conversation. You're not gonna be uh, completely um, tired by it, okay? You're not gonna, certainly not gonna be destroyed. That's the word, word I was just skipping over. Um, but you'll have a good workout, but you'll come off the other end and go, great, that's fine, I, I feel invigorated. And that's the point of this one, okay? I'll explain more about why we're doing this in the, the main session, but the thing here is that slower is better. I want you to still be putting in effort into the machine, that's important, but rather than going so hard that you can really feel your breathing and heart rate come up and it starts to get like it's a really tough workout. I want you to just keep this nice and smooth and flowing and so you can come off the other end of this workout going, I'm ready for more and then you just don't do more, okay? Because this charges you up for the next session, right? I said I was gonna tell you about this about the main session. I really didn't, I told you just then. So have a quick drink because we've got 30 minutes of rowing ahead. Strap in. Remember, if you are new to this and you have the video up in front of you, just watch me for stroke rate. Just row when I row and you'll be fine. Okay? Here we go then. In three, two, one, let's go. Because it is quite an awkward stroke rate, 18 strokes a minute. It's like three and a third seconds per stroke. So, if you can get the timing right, and then just lock into the rhythm, it's a simple ask, but it may be a lot slower than lots of people are used to. So this is when I'm saying it might help to watch the video or on the podcast, listen to the whoosh of my flywheel just to help at first when it comes to getting the rhythm and rate right for this row and it is all about rhythm okay you want to power out from the front nice and fast and then a slower recovery now, for me, the jury is out as to whether you should pause at the back of the stroke. I'm just not a fan of it. I think this should be all about rhythm and flow. And if you pause at the back, it just ruins that rhythm for me. But what I tend to do, especially on these lower rates, is that I will drive, I'll release the handle nice and slow and then tilt over my back. But then the slide is nice and for nice and fast. Okay? It's up to you how you do it. But the important part is powerful drive and then 
a slower recovery. Because we're not in a boat. We don't have to worry about the momentum of our body coming forwards, slowing down that boat. So, what I'm going to do is I will explain the shoes. I will then talk a little bit about technique. And I will then talk a little bit about the 1K plan and why if we want to go fast, we're rowing very slowly today. The shoes thing, again, like I say, there'll only be people who are real regular viewers here on Row Along will even notice that I'm rowing in shoes. But I usually row in socks because I feel I get a better connection in the row. But also because when I'm traveling around the place doing indoor rowing competitions or even just going to gyms it means I don't have to take a special pair of rowing shoes with me <clears throat> however I've just really fallen hard for a competition called High Rocks just kind of like a CrossFit thing mixing up running, rowing ski erg farmer lifts or farmer carries sled pushes stuff like that and because I'd have to wear shoes in the competition if I enter one I've decided to go back to wearing the shoes that I would wear in that competition so that I can get used to rowing in shoes again and it feels it doesn't feel too bad I think I'm hoping that I'm not creating any technique problems from wearing shoes certainly doesn't mean or doesn't seem to be impacting my pace too much I'm hovering at that 2k plus 20 mark who's mark? <laughs> sorry there's a dad joke for you <laughs> uh, yeah, so let's see how the shoes thing pans out over this 1k plan and the rowing uh, part of high rocks is 1,000 meters so selfishly this is the reason I have finally decided to make the videos for the 1k plan that has been on my website for the past 
couple of years, but I just never really got round to making videos for each of the sessions. And do check out the rollon.com website where all my training plans and collections of videos are all there, linked to entirely free. You're not going to go there and suddenly hit a paywall where I start to say, if you want the good stuff, you're going to have to give me your money. Nope. The only thing I ask money for is if you want to buy a t-shirt, leave them then. I don't really talk about them much. Anyway, sorry. So yeah, High Rocks has a 1k row in it. So that's why I'm focusing on the 1k training plan for a while. Which brings me, well, doesn't actually, does it? Ah, that would have been a useful segue. I was about to say, which brings me to the 1k plan, but I want to talk technique first, because we are eight minutes into today's row. And apart from the nuggets I threw at you during the warm-up, I haven't really spoken technique. And trust me when I say your strength and fitness is only half the jigsaw when it comes to rowing. Like running, you can be fit and have fast moving muscles and you can kinda do okay. But in rowing, you can be fit and strong, but if you're not putting it in to the machine efficiently and powerfully, you can actually be a lot slower than someone who you would have thought by looking at them that you'd be able to leave in your dust. And it's the same actually, not to keep on banging on about it, but this high rocks thing, like I say, it's kind of got crossfit elements to it. So you do get a lot of the crossfit beefcakes taking part. And they're all very good at the sled pushes, sled pulls and stuff. But when it comes to the rowing machine, they can't even manage like a four minute 1K. And not to, not to say that, hey, everybody should be able to do a four minute 1K. I'm not saying that. I know there's loads of people out there that can't, but they're not competing at an elite level in a sport like High Rocks where they've got muscles upon muscles. Uh, anyway, so, and usually the reason that they just can't 
keep that pace up is that they are all about an upper body pull for the arms. Remember I said that in the in the warm-up about how it's not a pulling sport. It's all about pushing with your legs. Push and then at the back pull. So see the difference there? Push, pull. The amount of time I'm push, pull versus these guys that are like into the front pull with their muscles upon muscles which sure they'll go fast for 10 20 strokes but then the fatigue that sets in because they are just using those fast twitch power muscles and that's why they fade really quickly and they have a slow 1k time so what do we do? I will take you through it in my hopefully quickest way I can but what to do is spend some time thinking about what I've just talked about while I waffle about it and reinforce what I just said. So we have to start somewhere even though actually the stroke is cyclical and everything feeds into the next stage but We'll talk about the front before you start the stroke here, which is known as the catch. Because basically, this is when the oar would go into the water, catch the water, and start your next stroke. Or on a concept two, it's when the chain catches the cog and makes the flywheel turn. As you come forwards, you want your arms straight, okay? Nice and straight and relaxed, okay? Loose, not tense. So arms straight. You also want to be tilting over your hips. So tilt towards the front of the machine so that you have a forward lean to round about one o'clock on the clock face. But I do say tilt rather than lean because I want you to tilt over the hips rather than round yourself in, okay? So, straight arms, forward tilt. then fingers should be hooked over the handle, okay? No death grip. You are not trying to choke the handle to death. If you just hook your fingers over it, thumbs underneath, 
thumbs don't need to touch because if you try and touch your thumbs to your forefinger that's where that death grip comes in but if you hook your fingers over get a little bit more length and you get a much better connection to the handle okay hang on three about to hit the halfway point and here we go halfway bing bang bon jovi because we're halfway there <laughs> you can tell i was waiting those entire 15 seconds there just to make my bon jovi joke <laughs> anyway fingers hooked over the handle so you've got a straight line from your shoulders through the back of your hand <clears throat> into your knuckles and then you slide forwards enough for your shins to be vertical do not pass go okay vertical is as far as you want to be now I know that there are people out there who will say oh I go way past vertical and then able to go really fast I think what you're talking about there is absolute nonsense <laughs> no it's not it's just that those people can overcome the technique issues that coming too far forwards creates namely a butt scoot because if you over compress into the front what happens is your backside wants to escape from you because of that compression so it scoots backwards hang on like I'll try it here so you come forwards backside goes and then the rest of your body goes backside body and that's all because of over compression so if you can hold that forward tilt straight arms shins vertical all you need to do is push your feet into the foot plates and as your backside starts to move as it will from that leg drive you connect your feet to the foot plates and because of that body position that power from your feet transfers up through your posterior chain into your shoulders and you've got nice straight arms fingers hooked over the handle so that power continues to just flow into the machine without anything fighting against it which is the first reason why you have that forwards tilt when you push 
with your legs and keep those arms straight because you don't want to fight against the power from your legs because if you pull at the front you just can't connect that leg drive and then come back to this part in the video later and you'll see just how much my pace just dropped when demonstrating that eight seconds in case you care <laughs> but the other reason is that when you swing your back from a forwards to a backwards tilt you generate a lot of power okay the mass of your upper body going from forwards to backwards adds in so much power I have a video up here on the channel I think it's called one move to roll faster or something where I talk about this in detail and show you the pace I can roll just by swinging my back no arms no legs so you want to add that power in why would you waste it if you knew you were able to get an extra 40 watts out of a simple swing from forwards to backwards why would you waste it anyway and then once you're so basically once your legs are halfway through the leg drive that is when you swing okay and as you start that swing that is when you finally pull in your arms okay get them or get the handle to sternum height okay so you can maybe hear the handle hitting off my heart rate monitor because my heart rate monitor sits over my sternum try to keep wrists flat as you finish rather than rolling down or up you're not starting a motorbike or revving a motorbike and it may help to have a slight outwards flare of your elbows to keep those wrists flat okay we're not talking chicken wings okay not out to the sides just slightly out but still through then you make sure your legs are all the way down not locked but the whole leg drive has gone in and it can help to point your toes to the front, front of the machine 
to make sure your legs are all done. Because what you don't want to do is get almost to the end and then tug on the foot straps. Okay? Don't want to do that. Because you're wasting power and you are destroying your posture which will ruin the rest of your stroke. Because what you want to do is start in a good, powerful posture. Hips pointing forwards, and then as you come into a finish, you want to remain powerful, even if you are now leaning backwards slightly. Because then you just release the handle and rock over your hips to get back into that perfect position for the next stroke and all you have to do is bend your knees to recover to the front of the machine for the next stroke okay so it's not about pulling yourself forwards with the straps because again look at what happens to my posture everything rolls backwards and I have to launch into the front to try and get back in to that good position and really that's it posture powerful arms straight push pull out push pull out nice and fluid I don't want to see anyone going like this, okay? No throw of the handle. <clears throat> it's not your enemy. Let it just come out. Drive with the legs. Get them down. Point your toes to the front of the machine. Push the machine away with your feet. Push. Okay, push the machine away from you. While you hold that forwards tilt and straight arms. And then pull in to a strong finish. Wrists flat, elbows through your sides. Now, through the course of the next I think it's a four-week plan. It's embarrassing if it's more than four, but let's say four weeks. <laughs> uh, I will continue to talk technique pretty much in every row, but that's because it's so important and because even the best rowers will benefit from technique just being in their headspace when they are rowing. Even if they have a perfect technique, reinforcing it with good habits, consciously thinking about that back tilt, forwards and backwards, really helps. And if you are just new to thinking about technique, then when I talk about it in future rows, 
it will help to keep you on the straight and narrow. So, got three and a half minutes to talk about why we're rowing slow. <laughs> it comes down to engine size. Think about a car, okay? Or, you might just think about petrol tank size. A car, you wanna go as fast as you can. You're in a drag race. And you have to go a mile as fast as you can. So you floor it from the start. But, halfway into your race, because you have a small petrol tank, you run out of petrol and you have to just limp to a finish for the second half. So you need a bigger petrol tank. And that is what a row like this does. This row increases the size of your petrol tank. It increases your core fitness. It improves your mitochondria, the power cells in your blood. And this will give you power for longer. So, some of the rows in the plan will be pedal to the metal as fast as you can go rows. In fact, week one, session one, you're gonna hit the ground running. But then it's mixed in with slower fitness building, petrol tank increasing rows. So that as your speed on the machine increases, so does the amount of fitness fuel you have to be able to row that fast for as long as you want. But the big danger, got one minute to say this, is that you push these ones too fast. So if you come into a petrol tank building row and you're like, I want to go fast today, all you're doing is emptying that tank before the next row, which will be a fast row. And suddenly, you're already starting on like a quarter of a tank because you used it all up the day before in a row that was designed to build and not use that fuel. So that's why I said in the intro to this session that the point of the pace is that you feel you've had a good workout, but you also feel fresh as though you could keep on going. Uh, stop! <laughs> right at the point of saying keeping on going. So do you get what I mean? Yes, John, good. If you go too fast on a row like this and you feel depleted, if you're like, oh, I'm exhausted now, if tomorrow is when you're coming in to do the first session, which is eight times one minute, at your 1K pace, 
you're not going to have the fuel to maintain it. You might be able to do the first three, four, five maybe, but then the last three, you'll just be completely tapped out, no fitness to get to the end. And those last three are pretty much where your pace is born from, okay? So the first five of that will be about getting you up there, giving you, getting you up to pace and all this as fast. But then when you start to fatigue in a session like this uh, eight times one minute, but you keep on pushing through, that's where your pace for the proper 1K time trial comes from, where you're able to hold on and push through it because you know you're strong enough and you've got all that power behind you. But if you tap it out by hitting this kind of a row too hard, you're not gonna have that power behind you. You're gonna completely burn out at that sixth interval. And all it's gonna tell your brain is, I can't do this, I'm going way too fast, I'm never gonna manage this. And we don't want that. <sighs> We'd like to do a two minute cool down, good. <laughs> Let me just load it up. Now, I do, you'll see me always kind of coming back to my phone for cool down and things. It's because the entire plan is loaded in, or will be as we go through it, uh, loaded into the ErgZone app for Android and iPhone, which if you have a PM5 monitor, you can send via Bluetooth and you don't have to worry about punching in numbers. Right, two minute cool down, right about 20 strokes a minute. The, uh, and power should really, really be how you did the, the warm up, okay? Okay, here we go in three. Two, one, go. But just do this at whatever pace you want. If you want to go a little bit faster to start and then ease off through the two minutes, please do. If you want to go a lot slower, like I'm, if you have a 2K training pace, I'm rowing this at 2K plus 30 right now. And I'll kind of hold around about this through the cool down. But it's up to you, as long as you feel you are cooling down, as long as you feel that the muscles are connecting and engaging, as long as you can feel your heart rate is at least not spiking back up again, your breathing's calming down, your brain's calming down. Because again, a 30 minute row, it's quite a lot to concentrate on. A 30 minute row, when you're thinking about your technique, that's a lot to concentrate on. A 30 minute row when you're thinking about technique and you've got some fella banging on in your ears for the whole half hour. That's a lot to take in. So just let your mind drift a little bit, disengage from the real focus all you have to think about is that forward tilt into the front and then the backward tilt, the back, and then just keeping those arms just flowing backwards and forwards. Don't even have to worry about the legs here, just worry about that rock, pull, release, rock. Just for the next couple of strokes. All right, so I am now done with the cool down. You can keep on cooling down. You don't have to stop just because I have. Thumbs, toes. But now it's time. We have time for stretching. Now, there are two options. So there was very many options. Number one, you stop, you go for a shower, you stretch afterwards. Don't stretch in the shower. Don't need to fall over. Number two, Stretchy John has just appeared. He will take you through some very structured guided stretching. Or you can follow me as I do stretching while on the machine. So, I will start off with hamstrings. 
It's a little bit tricky because your legs are a bit of an odd angle, but hands in the air, fold forwards, okay? You're not bending from the upper or lower body, uh, just fold forwards. Now today, because I loosened my straps, I'm kind of bracing slightly against the straps, and I can feel I've got slightly better stretch than I've been getting in previous videos talking about this. So you might want to try that, or you might want to have your toes pointing forwards. It's up to you. I don't know whether the bracing against the strap uh, improves it versus if they were just pointed backwards, but make sure you're getting a nice, the important thing here is that you're getting the stretch into your hamstrings, okay? If, you're, if it's nowhere near your hamstrings, you're kind of, if it's just in your calves or something, or your shins, you're kind of missing the point of that one. Um, right, glutes, put one leg on the rail, other foot comes over, okay? Then pull this knee across you, and I'm gonna turn away from you here. Hold on to the back of the machine and kind of rotate into your hip. Um, and what you should find is that your glute, you'll get a nice stretch into your glute. So it's a combination of where this foot is, how much you're pulling your knee across, and how much you rotate into that glute. Uh, that will dictate how good a stretch you get. I'll show you on the other leg. So leg comes across, knee comes, brace onto the back. Okay, and then I can feel right in here as I twist around into it and kind of straighten my, uh, my kind of my knees straightening down to my ankle. So it's not really at an angle over my, over this leg. So that's not very helpful guidance, is it? But yeah, you can feel that. Next up, what should we do next? Should we do quads next? Let's do quads. My head might pop out the top of the screen here. Apologies if it does. So stand, you can use the monitor to brace yourself if you need to, but flick your foot up and then hold your heel against your backside. Try to keep a straight line down through your shoulder, down through your hips, down to your knee for a start. Oh, balance isn't good today. Um, and then as you kind of pull backwards, but you, want, you don't want everything to come back like that. You wanna just put the force of that heel into your backside. You should feel your quads going. Now I'm gonna turn around to you. This is where I fall over. <laughs> Ooh. Okay, why? See, the last time I did this when I was outside, I was talking about how my balance was improving from doing this enough. Whereas today, it's not. It's because I'm slightly lost. I don't have the monitor to hold on to. But yes, yeah, so you just keep that heel up against your backside. You should feel it coming down to your quad. Now, the thing is, is what we're going to do next is hip flexors. The danger here is that you basically just replicate that stretch into your quads if you don't get it right. So, one knee on the ground one foot forwards, and then push this hip forwards, okay? So you're not kind of leaning into that knee, you're pushing that fit hip forwards, and you should find, as long as you've got a nice, again, posture, 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 baby, as long as you've got a nice posture here, yeah, you come down, and you can see if I move this knee forwards while pushing through that hip, I then feel that this right there in the hip flexor gets a much better stretch. Okay, so it's all about getting it up into here, not down there. I'll change legs. Just so you can, I don't know if this is gonna help any. It's not really, is it? So foot comes up, push forwards, and then just ease into it by, so I've now got that knee right over the top of my foot, and I'm feeling that stretch right into my hip flexors. Now your hip flexors do take a bit of a kicking, for want a better phrase in rowing, just because of that point at the back of the stroke, where you come forwards again, especially if you're not quite getting the momentum right, you're kind of, it's quite easy to use your hip flexors to 
pull yourself forwards. Um, there is, do check out the Athlean X video about hip flexors though that shows you how to test if you have uh, a problem with it. Because if you don't have a problem with your hip flexors, it could be something else like your hamstrings or something that's causing the issue if you have, if you think you've got a problem. Right, let's do shoulders next. So get this arm, bring it right across you, this arm, then kind of you hook it over to get add force to then pull that shoulder or that arm across you more. You should really feel up in the shoulders. Um, your shoulders, I mean, depending on your style of rowing, your shoulders shouldn't really take that big uh, a kicking. Um, but if you are the type of person that as you come, you shrug up and, it's, and then suddenly you load up your shoulders, you can find they get really sore. So if you do end up with uh, sore shoulders after you've been rowing, um, do, I mean, take a video and have a look at your shoulders while you're rowing and see if, as you come in, if you suddenly see your shoulders come up into your ears, then, well, don't. <laughs> but it's, it's easy as that. A simple thing to do is, as you come in, rotate your elbows outwards, okay? Not, obviously not that much, just like a tiny bit. Say about that, okay? Enough to kind of get them down. And what that tends to do is it'll just sink your shoulders down instead of them being up in your ears. Um, think of like, driving a car, ooh, kind of sinks your shoulders down and that can help, okay? Next up, triceps. So take one arm, bend it over your back, get the other arm, pull on your, push kind of backwards on your elbow to send your hands further down your back. And I always say this, but the point is you're meant to try to, <laughs> to grab on uh, both of them, but I don't have the flexibility in my shoulders for that. Um, Change your arms, do the same again, just kind of push it to the back. Uh, again, try and keep, don't try not to slump down here because this is, see if you stretch like this, you're still going to get your triceps stretched, but what you're going to do is you're going to end up with just poor posture, okay? So you want to, every time you're sitting, just try and think about a nice powerful posture because um, it does make a difference. Even if you're sitting at a desk or something, it will translate into rowing and the rowing will translate into sitting at the desk. Hey man, it's also cyclical. Uh, forearms, I'll do this one quickly because I know this stretching session is going on a bit. Um, pray, oh. push your hands together and then come down, okay? And you should find right in your forearm, right there, gets a nice wee stretch. And that's useful, especially, it must be said, in 1K rowing when it comes to time trial, as much as I'm a great um, oh, it's all about the legs. It's not about pulling. My arms are like wrecked at the end because there is a... Because by the time you're doing a 1K time trial and you're trying to squeeze every single watt out of the machine, you're pushing with the legs and you're pulling with the arms at the same time. Um, so I really do find right in here gets a real beating for the 1K time trial stuff. And then last one, we're going to do biceps. So again, nice posture. Put your hands behind you and then spin your thumbs outwards. Okay, rotate your arms so your thumbs go outwards. And what that does is it lengthens the long head of your bicep. That gives you a wee biceps, a nice stretch. Now, all the stretches we've been doing today are ones that I do, okay? These are just ones that I find help my various um, issues with shoulders and, and whatever. If there's anything that you need to stretch, let's say you have calf problems, then by all means throw in a calf stretch, or if you have lower back problems, maybe do some supermans on the floor or something like that to try and strengthen up your lower back, okay? So just because I'm doing these doesn't mean that they're all you have to do for rowing. You know your body you do what's right for you, okay? So, there we go. So that's the introduction to the 1K plan, okay? I'm gonna try and make this, um, this isn't gonna matter if you're coming to this six months later, but I'm gonna try and make this as quick as I can, okay? Uh, sometimes I have to just take a couple of days break just because of life or just <laughs> I get tired, um, but I'll try and make this as quick as I can so you so I don't get, you don't get too close to me, if you get what I mean. Don't get too close to me, I don't like people. Oh. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so there we go. So, uh, and I've explained what it's gonna be. It's gonna be a mix of slow stuff and fast stuff. So, 
if you want to roll fast, wait for the fast sessions. That's what that rant at the end of the row was about, okay? Let the slow ones build your petrol tank. I'll start to call about, I'll talk about your bowl of power, okay? You've got this little bowl of power. This is how you start off with this bowl of this power. And every time you do one of these rows, this bowl gets bigger and bigger and bigger, and it holds more power. And then what that means is that when you then go into the fast row, you've got all of that power that you can just drain through that 1K time trial. As if you, all you've got is this tiny little bowl, then you either go and you're only halfway through the row and you're done, or you have to just sip away at it through the row to get to the end and therefore you're not able to go as fast as you should be able to because there's nothing more frustrating than knowing you've got the power in your legs but not being able to, to translate it into the machine and fitness is just something that you can build by doing these long slow rows it's great because all you have to do is stick on some music or stick on these videos and just row for half an hour or for 40 minutes or whatever just make sure you've got good enough technique that you're building your your body through the right technique at the same time but you're working hard enough to build up your fitness but not so hard that you are tapping out that bowl of power and you will get fitter okay there is no there is no trick the only thing i'd say take until always adding this one at the end is that if again if you film yourself and you see yourself and this is how you row okay right so you're just you can't really hear any acceleration into the flywheel the handles kind of, your knees are coming up and you're having to throw the handle over the knees and you're just really not putting anything to the machine, then you're not gonna build your fitness, okay? Because you're getting nothing out of that. I could do that forever. As long as you gave me a sandwich, a drink, and somewhere to go for a pee, I could do that forever. Apart from when I needed to sleep. Um, but the moment you actually tilt forwards, arms straight, come into the front and push into the machine, suddenly everything comes to light, okay? And then it becomes, how much you put that in. And that's what I was saying at the beginning about the scale of one to 10 from an effort point of view. As much as I give this training thing based around 2K, an effort out of 10 is still a great way to think about it. That these low ones should just be five out of 10 that you're just putting in enough of an effort but not enough to destroy yourself. And then the fast ones, they're 10 out of 10. They're the ones where you lie on the floor at the end of it and people go, you're my hero. Probably not. Um, but yeah, but the other ones you kind of get it done and you go, yeah, that, that was a good workout. I'm gonna go and I'm ready for tomorrow. I've, I've packed my parachute ready for tomorrow's row okay so pack your own chute do these at the right pace don't snip off some of the some of the, the, the what would you call it? the threads the ropes the whatever that attach the parachute by doing that kind of a row too fast okay because you don't want to jump out of a plane with a parachute where some of the cords have been cut do you no so there we go maybe that's the analogy i should have used right at the beginning so I like to use a hashtag, um, I've forgotten about it in the past few rows to be fair, um, just for people who get this far through the row and just as a kind of a reward that you've got this through, far through the row, you've been listening to me and you're like, oh, thank God he's finally giving me the hashtag. So here we go. Today's is gonna be parachute against all odds of everything else I spoke about because I'm so proud of that one. Today is gonna be parachute and people will be like, what? And then they might watch all the way through to go and they're like, oh really, that's what I waited for? Thanks, man. So yeah, it should probably be an introduction or 1K or whatever but hey man this this is how i roll i'm i'm a wild and crazy guy this is steve martin reference i think wild and crazy guy that's right isn't it when he's juggling his cats <laughs> uh, sorry i just went to a happy place for a while between that and the bowl of power from like all of me where's the beckon board um yeah I was, i'm a ch child of the kind of 80s 90s when steve martin was at his prime so um not that he's not funny now but anyway right i'm ranting i'm talking about steve martin the last thing to say i've given you the hashtag 
The last thing to say is dinner plans. I mentioned at the beginning I talk about them. It's a Friday, and for people that haven't been here before, Friday night in the Row Along house is always spaghetti bolognese night, okay? Every single Friday night, for pretty much the past 22 years since uh, my wife and I have lived together, uh, we have had spaghetti bolognese on a Friday night. If we go away on holiday or whatever, then fair enough, we may have missed them. But out of 22 years, that's what a possible 1,100 Friday nights, I've got a figure we've only missed 100, okay? This is how special Friday night spaghetti bolognese night is in our house, okay? So if you were really wanting to know about my dinner plans and that's why you're still here, then that's what I'm having, all right? So thank you so much for being part of this. I know you wouldn't have made it anywhere near this far, so I'm just gonna do the whole, hey, subscribe and click notifications and yeah, man, because no one's gonna watch that. Um, yeah, uh, do get in touch though if you have made it this far and let me know uh, what your thoughts, plans, dreams are for the 1K uh, plan that's coming up. Let me know how you got on with this one. And if you have any questions about the 1K row, then please, you can either leave me a comment on this video or you can compose an email, spank it on the bottom and send it to info at rowalong.com. All right, until I hear from you or until you see from me, Please take care of yourselves, be well, bye-bye. For more info and to check out the YouTube videos, go to rowalong.com.